tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy so you can know better and do better. Now, I'm Nicole Cunningham, and I am one of the, the two hosts of Relationship Radio, and you've just got me today uh, because Kim's actually at a conference in Texas. So I'm excited to, to have the whole show in many ways uh, to, to convey with you my ideas, my ideas and, and thoughts about a really important topic, and that is motivation. Now, we receive so many emails every single week from listeners um, from all around the world uh, it's amazing how many people listen to us you know and, and where they come from and they've come to us with this question around how do I actually get into gear I love what you guys represent I love the methodology the 12 shapes are so simple to easy and understanding you know I, I love it but how do I actually get motivated enough to create the changes that I need to in my life so Kim thought that it'd be a great idea for me to do a show around motivation because I've just gone through a lot of change um, in our own life here in, in Utah and a change is something that I've always been really okay with. It's it, Arrows in general are, are really quite open and excited and enthused about change but this is not something that comes naturally for a lot of people. Many people struggle to actually change themselves um, and it's it's easy to understand why when we think about it because as human beings, we're resistant to things that we don't understand. And a lot of our bad habits, which are the things that we really try to change and we need to get more motivation around, a lot of the time that's based in subconscious programming. They're things we learned in childhood. And so it can be hard to break those patterns. So we're going to talk about that in today's show. And then also I'm going to spend some time sharing with you uh, just before the, the end of the show how to actually motivate our kids because that's a big thing, isn't it, is that we can see what need, changes need to happen it's often so clear as to why those changes need to happen, but how is it that we actually get them to do what it is that they need to do? So we're going to spend some time on that today as well. So it should be a fun show. Now, I want to start with change and motivation and how these are really two interchangeable principles. And ultimately, the motivation to change comes from you suffering, where a lot of us have a lot of bad habits and we have this desire to create the change because those bad behaviors are actually creating that suffering in our life. And the motivation is really just another way of saying, look, how do I continue to do something consistently? And there are a lot of us that find consistency challenging because it's either monotonous, it's boring. We don't necessarily want to do the same thing every single day. And there's there's actually some shapes, specifically the shapes on the people line, so the octagons, the hearts and the circles who are absolutely resistant to consistency. They are almost addicted to change, I want to say, and because they love that big life, the idea of having your cake and eating it too. They say yes to everything. And as a, and a result of that, there's just not enough time to do the follow through a lot of the time and be consistent in the things that really can create that change. So Kim and I spent a lot of time coaching those three shapes specifically 
around change because this, they love change so much, but the motivation to be consistent to get the results from change. So this is the whole piece, isn't it? Is that change doesn't always equate to happiness. Change doesn't always equate to greater success. And so therefore you might have to, um, as you're listening to this show today, ask yourself, hey, do I actually have a belief around change? Is there some kind of, of reinforced subconscious programming from my upbringing that maybe change wasn't safe. Maybe change was not, didn't have a gap, good outcome for me or my family back in the past. And so therefore I'm resistant to change. Now ovals, triangles, stars, uh, you know, and, and also rhombuses, they're the ones who don't necessarily like a lot of change. They're the ones who are more change resistant. And a lot of time it's because they think, well, no, things are fine. Why, you know, push the envelope, so to speak? Why would I spend additional time and concern mixing things up when, you know, everything's fine? It's normal and I'm doing okay. So there are some of us who are change resistant and there's some of us who are change addicts. But ultimately, when it comes to motivation and making these changes, we have to be aware of these, the suffering that comes from staying in a certain circumstances. And this is when we're really talking about bad habits. So the fact that you can identify those bad habits is, is a really critical thing. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of people like to point out my bad habits, you know, and maybe I'm sensitive to that because I'm an arrow and, you know, ultimately criticism and judgment is, is the thing that really I feel affected by. But a lot of us receive that feedback and we also give it to others. We do. We give bad feedback to people about their bad habits and say, hey, you, you really should change that. And so the first step is really about understanding the cost of being in your same circumstances. Now, Tony Robbins talks about you're only motivated if you experience pleasure or pain. And I I agree to that to some extent because I know that in my life, particularly recently, we have made a lot of changes and it did come from pain. So that was absolutely the catalyst that probably would not have changed all of those things for us. However, I think a lot of people live in such an unbalanced state and if you're aware of the 12 shapes program and you know what shape you are, you'll be aware of your unbalanced state and what that actually looks like. And if you don't, go to 12shapes.com and take the quick five-minute assessment or you can even text it to your phone, 801-666-2932 to actually look at what your unbalanced state is. Now, because your unbalanced state is what happens and that's the cost of actually staying in those circumstances. Um... But a lot of us live in that unbalanced state unwillingly. We've just accepted that we've been there perhaps for so long we've been stuck in a rut that we're there. And so, you know, that whole principle of Tony Robbins of moving forward from pleasure, a lot of us can't access that because if we could, we wouldn't be in these current circumstances. So let's give you a few tips in today's show to really look at the process of creating change and motivation and how to actually make that happen. Now, the first thing you have to do is you've got to change your thoughts. Now, you, you've heard this. You've heard about changing your thinking and then behavior will follow. But really, it comes down to what is it that you want to be? It comes down to inspiration. So I find that if I'm stuck and I'm frustrated and life is not the way that I want it to be at the, and I know I need to make a change but the motivation is low, I'll always reach for what I want it to be. And I do that through reading books or attending seminars or I listen to podcasts or I get on the internet, I, I look at photos and images. I get inspired about the new life or the new circumstances I want to be in. And that fresh perspective is often just enough to flood in that new enthusiasm to say, yeah, 
this is why I'm doing it. Sometimes we have to be reminded. And so one of the things that I find really useful is I have a vision board app on my phone. And I also have vision boards um, where we live. And I'm constantly surrounded by those pictures that inspire me, that remind me why I'm making the sacrifices and doing the things that I am choosing to do. Because sometimes if we're trying to make those changes and the motivation is low, we can feel like we're doing it out of obligation. Well, who made me do this? Who gave me that criticism that's making me make those changes? Well, instead, we want to change our thoughts, become inspired. Now, the next one is break out of your comfort zone and your ruts. Now, in order to create change, you have to mix up where you are right now. And so if it's something as easy as just taking a different route to work every day, put different food in your cupboard, start eating differently, or try a new recipe, hang out with new friends, you know, break your routine, get up early or sleep in or go to bed late. Do something that is productive but also is going to break you out of that rut because a lot of the times if we do do the same thing over and over again. If, if we become more resistant, more set in our ways, which means the motivation is low. Now, another one that Kim and I were talking about is that you know we're a different outfit, and I laugh about this because as an arrow, I actually have a work uniform. I have a, a black t-shirt that I have, and anybody who sees me around or sees me speaking, I'm always wearing that black um, that black T-shirt whenever I'm doing public speaking, and it's this this blouse, and I wear it on the weekends, and I wear it camping, and I wear it everywhere, and I've actually have it, had it for seven years, and so I went um, to a friend of mine who's actually a tailor, and I said, look, this thing is ready to go in the rag bag, but I just can't, I can't part with it, and she said, look, let me just take it from you for a week, and I'm going to you know, make, get the pattern and then we'll just use that design and we'll give you, you know, we'll get some prints online and get some really fresh summer stuff. And I was like, yeah. And I have to tell you that she's had it for a week making these beautiful new blouses for me. And I have massive separation anxiety. I'm, I'm filled with all of this. Well, what am I going to wear every day? And I'm not feeling comfortable and I'm not feeling as good in myself because I just love this shirt. But it's mixing me up and I'm watching myself have all of this attachment to this silly, silly black T-shirt and messaging her every day going, hey, can I just pick one up and the old one because you probably don't need that anymore. And, I'm, and then I'm stopping myself later sending her another text going, Emily, really, I need my head red. This is me about breaking a cycle. We get stuck into these things, guys, and it's, it's funny the little things that show up and the little things that change and the, the different levels of attachment and how it changes things for you. So I do encourage you, just mix things up. Get out of your comfort zone. The other thing is clear out everything that you're not needing. So I'm hugely into minimalism. If you're not aware of that yet, I, I think I've mentioned it on a few of our shows. I love minimalism. I love it because it gets back to the basics. It makes life simple. It eliminates stress and overwhelm and worry. So get rid of old stuff. Clean out your closet. Get rid of all the old spices that are out of date. Clean out your freezer. You know, have a garage sale. Do something to create a new space because when we create the the new fresh space around us, then we'll also open up that new fresh physical space and inspirational space and enthusiastic space for more motivation to come in. Make a change and, and, and make a change with a plan because that's what's really going to make a big difference. So write down the steps that you actually need to take to break this habit. So set some realistic goals, commit to doing one thing at a time, be realistic about your timeframes. 
you know, and if you need help, call a friend, get somebody who loves you enough and understands the changes that you need to make and for your own reasons and have them come over and say, look, I I just need to go through this with you. Will you hear me out? Will you help me make a plan? Now, Kim and I do this for each other all the time, not just in our businesses that we have together, uh, but also in our personal life. I've gone through the process um, in the last month of getting out of a three-bedroom house, buying an RV. We now live in a 38-foot RV um, in on a beautiful piece of land. Um, you know, here in it's very green and lush here in Utah. And the cat and the two kids and and Josh and I and we are living in this this whole new environment. But that process of change was hugely overwhelming. And but I was clear about what I wanted, my reasons for it. But I sat down with Kim in the beginning and said, okay, help me logically do this. What's my first step? What is it that I need to do? And then every single day when I was at that breaking point of meltdown of cleaning out this three-bedroom house and all the stuff, the sadly, the stuff we'd accumulated in two and a half years of being here in the States, it's so scary, the stuff that we have and the reasons why we have it. And so I was sorting and throwing and donating and selling and getting this all out. And every day on the on the brink of meltdown, I would call her and say, now, what was my plan? What was it that I was going to do? Remind me while I'm doing this because it felt like it was never going to end. Cleaning out a three-bedroom house for three weeks on my own, you know, with two kids under feet. It was just, this is not fun. Why am I doing this? So we've got to make sure that we have to be passion motivated. So that's the only thing that really kept me going. I was so passionate about this life of minimalism that I was choosing for me and the kids and why we were doing that and that goal and that that real why was in the, in the center of my mind all the time. And, and that was passion motivated because if I'm not making it out of passion, then I'm going to make it about obligation. And the big issue around obligation is that I don't want to do it for my own reasons. So we've got to look at that and we've got to say, hey, am I doing this out of passion or am I doing it out of obligation? So change can only happen if it's, first of all, your idea, you set down the plan, you're going to get a benefit from the end of it, Right, And then we, the thing we have to remember is we have to take one day at a time because it can be overwhelming. And I've, having done this recently, it's so relevant to me right now uh, because the stuff, even the stuff that I put into the RV, it was funny the, the way that we actually did it is I said to the kids, I said, you get 200 items each. And that includes toothbrushes and, you know, cuddly toys and a blanket and all of the stuff that you're attached to. We get 200 items each. Now, it has been the most liberating thing. And I have to tell you that none of us have got to 200 items. So it makes me realize how much we have around us, how much accumulative stuff, and, and I say this figuratively, but it's also mindset, the stuff we hold into our, in our minds that creates the clutter and the junk that stops us from creating change, living the best life that we're really truly deserving of. And the final part I want to say about that is that it, is it actually sucks motivation. Now, it takes me seven minutes to clean my RV. Now, it's extreme. Absolutely. I'm not saying it's for everybody. I had to do it extreme because I had to go all or nothing. I had to be all about getting rid of all of that stuff so I could see and feel clearly. And that's why I did it. But I am now, I have time. I'm reading books. I'm feeling inspired. Uh, Kim and I are working on new projects. 
Uh, we've just, I've never felt more excited and elated about life than I have, but it didn't come straight away. It had came with taking one day at a time and being patient and not reaching for perfection. Because I have to tell you, even when I look around the RV right now, um, and, and you know, just for back, well, background, the reason I chose an RV is because it was really the same size as a small two bedroom apartment. And that's what I wanted to challenge us with is could we live four people in a two-bedroom apartment and the cat without killing each other because I was finding that we're spending all this time on technology and we're all working too much and we're just in this cycle. With I felt disconnected from everybody and I felt like things were not as harmonious. I felt the suffering. And as you're listening to this today, I don't want you to get into, oh, gosh, she's extreme and why would you do that? I don't want you to hear my story and think you have to do that. I want to be inspiring and creating some thoughts for all of you listening to the show today to say, what is it that you are bogged down by? Is it stuff? Is it unhealthy relationships? Is it a job that you hate? Is it something that you really need to do and you haven't done? Is it is it a bucket list and a goal that you, you're getting older and you haven't done it? Or do you want to take a trip to Europe? What is it that you really want to be doing and why? Why is it that you're letting the motivation be low to create the change? Because you know what? We get to live once. And unfortunately, we live in such a life that is fast-paced now with so much sensory overload. We strive for perfection because we believe that anything less than that means that we're not good enough. And none of those can be further from the truth of what we're really here for. And Kim and I believe so strongly that we are here to learn and to grow and to evolve. And we're here to experience relationship. And the stuff in our life and the emotional baggage and the patterns from our past and those subconscious programs, they keep us from living our best life and being our most authentic and our most vulnerable and our most connected in relationships. So I hope as you're listening to the show today that you're beginning to start bubbling up with thoughts around what it is that you need to be moving and changing into and how we can do more motivation. So I've got to take a break, but stay with me here on Relationship Radio. I'm get, after the break, we can get back into how to motivate each of the shapes and, as promised, uh, how to motivate the other people in your life, including partners and children. Stay with me here on Relationship Radio. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy, and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. You're with Nicole here on Relationship Radio. Thanks for joining us today. And I really hope that already in today's show that you're starting to think about change in your life and the motivation or perhaps the, the lack of motivation that you have and, and how to get out of those ruts and really live your best life. So I gave you a whole bunch of tips and tools. I shared a little, about, a little bit about the changes that have been going on in my life in the last four weeks, and I'm hoping that that gives you a really good place to start. Make a plan. Sit down with somebody, listen to the show again and again, and, and really put some action behind all of this thought and inspiration. Now, let's talk about, for a minute, motivating other people, because there'll be a lot of people listening to today's show, I'm sure, saying, hey, I'm good, actually. It's my spouse that has the low motivation. You know, every day I just watch him, you know, drink beer and eat bad food and I wish he'd go to the gym or, you know what, I've got a teenager who I don't think he's ever going to leave and because he just won't get a job or I can't get him motivated to stay at college. So let's talk about motivation and specifically within the 12 shape relationship system. Now, before we get into the details of what actually motivates each of the shapes and why and why it's so important. I want to just say that if you don't know the shapes of the people that you're living with, this is a critical thing before you go any further. So go to 12shapes.com, take the five-minute assessment, share it with everybody in your life, jump onto email or social media, text out the link and say, hey, I want you to do this. It's a fun little five-minute quiz and assessment just to work out exactly what it is that you do behaviorally. Now, what makes the 12-shape relationship system different is that we're not a personality test. There's plenty of those out there. Ours is a behavioral assessment. Now, the reason that we believe that this is so powerful is even on our best day, if something bad happens to us, our behavior will kick in. So I woke up this morning and somebody didn't put the bins out. No matter how balanced I am, I've been a coach for almost 17 years. I'm meant to be able to hold it together. I went out and I was totally triggered behaviorally, not consciously. My subconscious kicked in and went, ugh. Now they're going to have to wait until next week and the bins are going to be overflowing and how disgusting and why didn't somebody do what they said they were going to do and do the garbages? This is the power of the 12 shape system is that even in our best behavior with all of the things that we know coming into play as conscious mind being balanced, that behavior when we're triggered will create unbalanced, unhealthy relationship behavior. And knowing what your unhealthy relationship behavior looks like and the relationship behavior of the people that you live and love with, live with and love, rather, uh, is really critical to being able to navigate and create healthy relationships. So jump onto 12shapes.com and take the assessment, work out what you are. Now let's get into it. Now, what motivates each of the shapes is different. 
And if you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that there are some shapes that are motivated by people. And this is what we call the people line. So this is our octagons, our circles, and our hearts. Now, these guys value relationships above all. And so I, I hinted in the first segment of the show that these guys really struggle with consistency. So they want to create change, and they're all about it, and they're all about the enthusiasm, and they're great starters. And then, oh, we're going to start something else. And, oh, we're going to do that. And they kind of chase the pink sparkly thing, I have to tell you. And it's great because they're so fun to be at, be with and they're so full of adventure and they're so kind and loving. And truly, we want to be with them all the time. And they want to be with others all the time, which means that sometimes they don't get around to doing the study that needs to be done or they don't do their taxes on time or, you know, that garage or that one bedroom in the house that now is kind of filling up as a junk room. These are the shapes that often struggle with this stuff the most. Why? Because it's not really fun to actually have to go through and sort through old stuff. And so they struggle with the consistency of being able to get in there and do the work that needs to be done because it's just not fun. The next line down are the task line. So this is where both Kim and I fit as arrows. So this is our diamond, our arrow, and our oval. Now, we're a little bit opposite. We're so task-driven that we don't really do a lot of fun, Right. We, so the fun to us is ticking off things from the to-do list. Now, why is this important? Because if you live with or love one of these three shapes, what motivates us is getting stuff done, not necessarily sitting and watching movies all weekend or, you know, going to the family barbecues every single weekend because we look at it and think, well, it's lovely and I, I can connect with people and it's great to see everyone, but I've got things to do. So these three shapes, most of the time, don't struggle a lot with motivation. So maybe... You live with one of those and you go, gosh, all I hear from him or her is that you're so unmotivated you don't finish anything. And maybe you're on the people line and they're on the task line and you look at them and think, gosh, if only I could be more like them and I could get stuff done and be more, more motivated, then I wouldn't receive the criticism. And this is something we see in our office all the time. The next ones down, the next three shapes are the people who value ideas that more, oh, things rather, things more than anything. So this is our rhombus, this is our triangle, and this is our, our star. Now, these guys love the stuff around them. So letting go of stuff is really hard. These guys can be hoarders. They, can, they like to be surrounded by beautiful things. They've often got very expensive taste as well, and they're very much into tech and innovation, so they love the latest of the latest. So... These guys are motivated and, and they, they're very changed about what's on trend and what is it that's the latest and greatest and why and it's got better function and they can tell you all the benefits. So these guys are motivated to create change but a lot of the time it's not always just about um, it being self-serving. They, they lack the confidence to make the big decisions. So it's often that they attach themselves to the small, maybe a little superficial stuff. I don't want to say that in a judgmental way, but they, they attach themselves to the change that's more superficial instead of doing the deeper work because the deeper work's harder a lot of the time. So they may, uh, you know, clear out a room in their house, but they won't be willing to give up that addiction or that, you know, to alcohol or to cigarettes or something like that because that's the harder work. So again, just knowing that, that that is challenge for these shapes means that we show them greater love and compassion. And finally, what motivates the people on the things line, or the ideas line rather, is that we're talking here about the rectangles, the squares, and the crosses. Now, these guys are all about ideas. So if you can convince them that, there's a, that this is a good way and it's going to be better and improving, 
then they'll create change. However, most of the time they're going to come back and say, well, no, you're wrong. And why would you do it that way? And here's a better way to do it. So to get these guys motivated, we ask their advice. We say, hey, what, what would you do? Or, hey, love, could you come and help me with this? Because I can't seem to work out the best way to do that. They're very willing and able to, to chime in there and actually give you their ideas on something. So their, their motivation is often high, but squares can be hoarders as well. I want to put that out there. Um, some of the, the biggest cases of hoarding that I've seen in my career have actually come from from squares. And why? Because they are a little melancholy in an unbalanced state, and they can really live a little bit more in the past. They can struggle to let things go. They've often had uh, quite a traumatic life or have gone through a lot of loss in their life, a lot of grief. And so the stuff around them is super meaningful. It reminds them of better times. It reminds them when things were okay and when people were still around. So these guys can struggle to let go of things, particularly if we're talking about cleaning out clutter and, and things like that. So be very delicate, be very aware um, and loving with these guys because they're not trying to be materialistic and hold on to stuff from the past. It's more that, that really emotionally they need greater support in this area. So I just want to throw that out there. Now, the other thing that really motivates people is we actually place value, all of us, all of the 12 shapes, into these four things. And I want to list them out. And as you're listening to the show today, I want you to say, hey, which one do you think is in play for me more? Because every shape is going to have a different attachment to these four things. Now, we're motivated by our appearance. We're motivated by, number two, our opinions of others, so what other people think about us. Thirdly, our property, and fourth, our performance. And let's talk about this for a minute because what motivates people in appearance is often to look good, feel good, get, gain compliments from other people. Now, that's not an arrow thing, let me tell you. I went out last Thursday night. We went out to listen to a band. One of Kim's sons was playing in a band. I walked in and said, right, we're ready to go. And my partner turned around and said, is that what you're wearing? And I said, uh, I was. <laughs> and he said, oh, it's just that, you know, I like to look good when I'm like, yeah, you look great. You know, and he said, you know, do you want to maybe think, you know, it's okay. No, it's all right. And it, we kind of dismissed it. But I found myself two or three days later still holding on to it and feeling a little self-conscious about my appearance. And maybe I didn't look as good as what he wanted me to look or maybe it was just that I was looking a bit daggy or, you know, maybe it's just that I've worn this shirt a hundred times, which is the truth. And so arrows, it's not really a big thing. Whereas our stars and our circles and our crosses um, and our rhombuses are the ones who really care about appearance. The second one, opinions of others, what people, other people think about us. Now, this is something that motivates behavior. Do you do things if somebody's watching? Isn't it that great quote that, you know, be the person when nobody's watching and that's really the, the authentic person that we want to be? Yeah, but it's so much easier when someone's looking over our shoulder, isn't it? So are you sensitive to what people think about you? Are you sensitive to what it is that people are going to say and, and who's going to notice and who's not. And the people who are more fear of failure dominant, and you'll see that on our chart on our website at 12shapes.com, these guys are definitely more sensitive to what other people think about us. The next one is property. Do you like the, the flashy stuff or the old stuff or the antique stuff or the, the expensive stuff or the thrifty stuff, the stuff around you? Does it matter? Does it matter if you have the latest iPhone? Well, you know what? Some people it really does or to other people. And again, there's no right or wrong here, but it's definitely worth looking at your motivation around this stuff. 
And finally, performance. Now, I'm going to talk specifically here to our task lines, our ovals, our diamonds, and our arrows. We love getting stuff done, our performance. So why was I not looking flashy and, and looking really super sexy going out to this, this music concert? Because I had killed it all day on my laptop. Like, I had creamed it. And Kim and I are high-fiving over text going, yes, and I've finished and we've achieved so much today. Why? Because my performance outweighs my appearance. So this is interesting when we've got kids because we might want them to care about their parents and go and wash their hair. And and maybe we want them to look after their stuff a little bit more and, and, and care about their property. Clean your bedroom. You know, it smells like someone died in there. Or maybe we have a teenager or someone living in our house who's super sensitive about the opinions of others. And this is going to affect motivation. So take an inventory for yourself as you're listening to the show today and also look at this with the people that you live with and say, yeah, what can I see from their behavior? What is it that they're motivated by and what is it that is not on their radar? Because you're not going to find leverage there to be able to motivate them, okay? Now, I want to talk for a minute about when we try to change other people in our life and Ultimately, the, the thing that hopefully you've learned from Relationship Radio is that you hold more power than what you think you do. You're 50% of every single relationship that you are in. That is great news. It's great news because it means you hold 50% of the power to create a shift in that relationship. Now, instead of that, a lot of people come to us and say, hey, my husband really needs this. Or, you know, I wish my mother would come and see you. We had a client yesterday who dragged her mother into our into our office and said, you know what, I need this relationship to work. I love my mother. I need it to work. And I need you to teach me how to do my bit and do her bit. I love that. I love the the passion and the desire to create a healthy relationship. But the reality is, is we don't actually have the power of other people. And the problem is about changing people and wanting to change people is that people want to be accepted for who they are right now. And if you are caught trying to change them, they're going to feel rejected. And they feel rejected because they already know that they're resistant to change. They know the things that they need to work on. We all know, don't we? Don't we all know the stuff that we're bad at, the stuff that we wish we were doing better, the stuff that we were trying to work on? We all know it. But all of us need to feel unconditionally loved and accepted where we are in order to feel safe. And it's only from this place that we can ever be driven to create motivation and change themselves. And the second part of this that I so that that's the number one piece is that please accept people where they are. Yes, want better for them, love them into the future, inspire them, encourage them, but don't make them feel rejected for where they are right now. Now that second piece I wanted to get across is that if a person feels that you're disappointed in them, they won't be motivated to dis, to, to change because disappointment makes them pull back, makes them withdraw and protect themselves. You know this; it happens to you too. Just that silly comment about my shirt made me self-conscious about every outfit I wore for the following week because I felt like I disappointed him. I felt like he didn't feel proud of me. I wasn't as beautiful as what he wanted me to be. And and then I became passive-aggressive because ultimately I'm like, well, why would I want to change? Why should I have to change for him? And then I'm like, oh, I should want to change him. And you create this battle, right? So the things not to do when you're trying to create and inspire change is don't nag. Don't do the silent treatment. Don't criticize. Don't shame them. Don't say snarky comments behind their back or to anyone else in the home. 
Don't tease them. Don't be sarcastic and don't snap at them in anger because the more that you feel taken from, mistreated, insulted, the more you are likely to behave as a victim. And as soon as we get into that victim mindset, that's when we get stuck, we get really bogged down and we go, no, bugger this. I'm not doing it. I'm not changing. Why should I have to change? Which means even the things that we know we should change, we now have even greater resistance to. So as you're listening to this today and and you go, yeah, I've got all these people in my life and they need to change. No, what you do have is you have the power to work on you. You have the power to be the most loving person you can be in the, in the relationship. You also have the power to build up the person that you're in relationship with. And after the break, I'm going to talk to you about the power and how to, what language to use. How do you build up the people in your life, your kids, your teenagers, your spouse? How do we build them up so they actually want to create that change and motivation? So I hope this is valuable already for you today. Uh, I know we have so many listeners who have a journal. They listen to us every single week and they're taking notes. So I hope that we're giving you lots of really great stuff today. Um, And just before we quickly take a break, I just want to invite you to join our Inner Circle community. Now, this is the the group coaching weekly one-on-one work that you get to do with Kim and I. It has become such a sacred space. It is so fun. Uh, You have a weekly call with Kim and I where you get your questions answered specifically. We coach you about your relationships as well as having access to a locked community vault of a whole bunch of worksheets and resources, masterclasses, videos, all this amazing content that we've created just for the Inner Circle community. So if you're listening to this today and it is resonating and you're saying, yes, I love this. I'm needing more of this. I want to do the work, but I'm not motivated enough. This weekly accountability makes a huge difference. And that's what we're seeing from all of these members who are in our inner circle, who are doing the work every week. Uh, What we're seeing is that that accountability and being able to ask for more clarification and to work on several relationships at once because you have the coaching, the weekly guidance and the assistance, um, the changes are dramatic. It is exciting. So we do invite you to come and join us in our inner circle community. We would love to have you and all the details are at 12shapes.com. Stay with us here on Relationship Radio. I'll be back after this break with how to build a person up, how to get the people in your life behaving in a more balanced way and how do we motivate these kids? Stay with us. You're here with me on Relationship Radio. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. you with Relationship Radio, and I'm Nicole Cunningham, one of the two hosts. And I'm excited to be sharing with you all about motivation. Now, before the break, we were talking about how to motivate the people in our home and the people that we love and we care about. And we talked about how damaging it is to deliver feedback that that makes them feel less than. So instead, what do we do? We have to build up the people that we love and we have to validate and reassure them in a way that they feel safe. And this is the big piece when it comes to change in motivation is that ultimately we want them to do it for themselves. And if we deliver negative feedback and judgment and criticism, they're only going to be doing it for us, which means they don't have enough skin in the game. We have to compliment them on everything that they do, the small stuff. We have to praise them and tell them how wonderful and amazing and loving and how good they are. And we have to do it because we have to show our, our, the people that we care about, I almost said our clients, because this is relevant to us in our industry as coaches, is that we have to show our clients the light that we see in them. And that's a big part of what Kim and I do for, as a, for a living, you know. We show people the light that's in them. But we do this to our family and friends as well. And why is this important? Because when somebody is stuck and unmotivated to change, they can't see their light. They feel at fault. They feel less than other people. Their self-esteem's taken a hit because they aren't where they know they should be or where they want to be. And people who feel good about themselves are just naturally more motivated, more loving, more positive, more giving towards you than those who ultimately are feeling judged, criticized, protective, and feeling terrible about themselves. So really, I want to ask you guys, what are you creating in your marriages? What are you creating with your kids? Are you creating an environment of safety where that person can feel wonderful about themselves, even if they're not performing at par and where you hoped or they should be? Or are you tearing that person down? Are you making that person feel less than and like a failure every single day? Because what we all want, and I want you to put yourself in in, in the shoes for a minute, and then you'll get it for your spouse and your kids. When you feel appreciated, when you feel respected and admired and wanted every day, you behave better, period. So we have to tell them, you know what? I'm so lucky to be married to such an amazing person like you and I just adore you. I love you with everything I have and I'm so happy that I get to do life with you. Even if he didn't clean the the toothpaste off the tap or he didn't put the garbages out or he didn't wash the car like he said or he didn't, whatever it is that you're holding on to, right? Let it go because ultimately if you treat them like that and you give that praise and that validate and they feel admired and respected and wanted and appreciated, 
they'll be more motivated to please you. So we also have to tell them the way that we want them to behave, but in a loving, safe way. Now, I do this um, whenever I have an altercation with one of my kids. I'll say, you know what? You know what you did was wrong and we've talked about it. And this is how we need you to behave. This is what we need to change. And I'll actually either write it down on the whiteboard or I'll get a piece of paper out. I'll spell it out for them. Now, why is this important? Not just for parents, not just for marriages, not just for kids. This is, this is everywhere. This is every relationship in your life. Is if I don't know what is expected of me or what it is that you'd like me to change and all I hear is the criticism and the berating and the nagging and, and that I'm wrong and I'm wrong and I'm wrong, I don't know where to start to please you, firstly. And second of all, my self-esteem takes such a hit every single time because I don't know where to start to make you happy. And that is such a disempowering position to be. Now, I grew up in a home where no matter what it is that I did, I never felt like it was good enough. Now, it, it, and it, it creates a problem. It creates a problem. It was not because I didn't receive love and I didn't receive validation. It's because in every moment, what it was that was expected of me was not spelled out. It was not clear how I should treat people. It was not clear what it is I should be doing. All it was is that you shouldn't have done it that way. So without understanding exactly what you're asking of me and getting super clear with that communication, I can't please you. So what happens is I finally shut down and I don't say I, everybody, all of us behaviorally do this. We shut down, we disconnect because it's safer. Or we just wipe our hands and we're done with it and say, you know what? You're too hard to please. I don't know how to do this, which means I have no motivation to create change. So be specific. Okay, and here's an example of how it is that you want them to, to make you feel. So this, this was something that, that Kim and I wrote an article a few years ago, and I pulled it up for the show. Here's an example of the dialogue to use. Hey, babe, you're the best wife in the world. You make me feel so loved and appreciated. I know how busy you are with the kids, but you always make me feel like number one. Thank you for being the most loving wife in the world. Now, this is an example for a man who wrote to us and said, hey, I am not getting love and affection. I don't get any praise. I I feel like all she does is do the kids and I just, I, I feel like I'm part of the furniture. And so our advice to him was set the expectation and motivate her with these words. We have to start saying the things that we want right now, even though they're not behaving this way yet. Okay. So if all, if your wife, doesn't do anything loving at all and ultimately you're the one who's saying you know what you never give me any affection and there's no intimacy and I feel like I'm part of the furniture is she motivated to create change no she's going to shut down withdraw even more because she's being judged and criticized so instead we're going to go in there and boost in a booster up and say you're the best wife and I see everything that you do with the kids I'm so grateful and you're so loving Now, you might be listening to the show today going, well, that's never going to work because that's not their behavior. The point is we have to start doing this to remind her who she can be, that she has all of that goodness and that love and that light in her, but she's just somehow lost along the way. And don't we all do that? Doesn't motherhood do that to us all? Doesn't parenthood, even for all the men listening to this, I mean, running life nowadays and and running a home and the responsibilities that come with children and finances and stuff, 
We're so overwhelmed. We forget who we are. We forget who we want to be for the people that we love. And when you see the highest best in someone, you literally push them in that direction and, and we nudge them there with our language. Okay, and we use this in our coaching program as an encouragement technique because when you're encouraging them, they rise to their best self. And this is the trick with kids too. So let's get into this. Okay, unfortunately, a lot of us are motivating our kids through fear. Now, we get to motivate them through love or we get to motivate them through fear. And most of us are so desperate to just get whatever needs to be done We're just doing whatever works, which means we're probably doing what we received as kids and it's not necessarily the healthiest. So a lot of us motivate our kids from fear of punishment. You know what? You've got 10 minutes to be asleep, otherwise you're losing tech for two weeks, right? Or you know what? You're missing out on that birthday party, okay? Many of us are using fear as punishment as the only way of creating motivation. And these threats and these reprimands they work. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Okay. They only create those results in the short term. And the reason for this, and this is what we teach in all of our parenting classes. And if you are in our inner circle community, you would have already listened to all of our parenting resources there in the classes that we have. And if you're not join us, join us for, um, for all of this really cool stuff in the inner circle community. But ultimately we teach this principle all the time because we're not motivating good behavior from themselves. They're just trying to avoid punishment. The other thing that we do is we bribe them, don't we? We bribe them. And so therefore they're not truly motivated for themselves. They're just doing whatever it is that it takes to get the thing that you're bribing them with. Now, again, this creates short-term results. Yep. You know what? If you're quiet for me and you sit through this, then I'm going to give you this. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't get them to do it for their own reasons because that's the people they want to be. They do it to please you only. And pleasing children are more easily and more likely to place their own needs last, which means they become people pleasers, even into adulthood. And maybe you're there because you know what that feels like and that's where you live. So what do we do instead? Let me give you a heap of tips before we finish the show today about how to truly motivate your kids. We have to use praise and encouragement, okay? So don't just wing it. Make some conscious parenting decisions. Decide what qualities and attributes you want to encourage in your children. I want my kids to be kind. I want my kids to be completely open to diversity. I want my kids to love everybody. I don't want my kids to judge. I don't want my kids to be mean, I want my kids to live and let live. These are conscious things I've sat down and written down that I want to be encouraging and bringing thought-provoking, you know, attitudes with with my kids, which means I'm always looking for that behavior in my children to praise. I just love the way that you did it out. Now, we're going to the Pride Festival here in Utah this weekend. Why? Because I love the LGBTQ community. I love it. I love everything about what love represents and it doesn't matter who or what or, or who, any of that. And so we go down there to celebrate love. That is a conscious parenting decision that I'm going to go and give praise to my children and we're going to go down there and we're going to celebrate love because that's what it is. The second thing is, here's my second parenting tip. Even if your child is not demonstrating the desired behavior that you want, give them love and praise anyway. Give them the words of encouragement that they need. 
because you know that they're a good kid, but you want them to be a better kid. So therefore you tell them how much of a great kid they are. Now we don't lie, but we do praise them and motivate them with our words and our language into the kids that we know who they are. And this is pivotal for them to becoming good, healthy, functional human beings that make a difference in the world. We have to show them who we see in them because they are going to go through places and points in their life where they can't access it, where they're so overwhelmed and their self-esteem and their their self-belief has taken a hit. And this is where as parents we step in and we remind them of the light and the love that they are. The next tip I have for you, praise qualities like kindness and generosity and helping others and honesty and courage to stand up for other people because these things build rock-solid self-esteem. So, Whenever I'm breaking up an argument between my two girls, I'm making sure that I'm reminding them the reason that I'm breaking this argument up is because you were not being kind to each other. You were not helping each other. And if one of you is lying, right? So instead, I'm going to correct those behaviors. And then when I see them, I'm going to praise those behaviors because these qualities make beautiful, rock solid, healthy individuals. And finally, be the person that you want your children to be if you're not modeling that good behavior so talk about how good it makes you feel when you behave that way tell them about experiences that you had and how you paid for somebody's extra bit of groceries they were a few cents short or a few dollars here you know this is what happened to me today or I helped an old lady across the road or you know what it's it, we're going to bring in their next door neighbor's garbages model the behavior that you want your children to see because if they don't see it from you they're not going to see it anywhere I mean, have you seen what's on Disney Channel? Holy moly, okay, let alone everything else that they're watching with technology and apps and school. If you're not going to be that smart, guiding person that gives them that role model, you can't place that expectation, okay? So let your children see you doing all of the good things for all of the right reasons and feeling great for it, which means go to the gym, not for you, but for your kids. Eat healthy meals. For your kids, not for you, if it even comes to that. What are they seeing you put in your mouth? Do you drive a clean car? Do you respect your belongings? Okay, every single Sunday we go and we vacuum the car out because we look after our things. Is it because I like a clean car? Yes, but it's more about me role modeling that principle. Do we clean up after we cook? Yes, we do. We don't wait till the next day. Okay, do we clean out the kitty litter every single day, not every three days? Yes, because you know what? If we were Mimi the cat, I'd want a nice place to go to, right? Model this stuff for our kids. It makes a huge difference. I'm running out of time today. I really, really love sharing with you. I hope today's show has planted a whole bunch of seeds for you that you are going to get motivated. You're going to see your kids and see your spouse and see your loved ones in a completely new light. Remember, motivation is not something you go and pick from a tree. It's something you're innately born with and understanding how to motivate the people in your life according to the 12 shape relationship system makes a difference for everybody. So jump onto 12shapes.com now, map out what it is that who is in your family and how they are motivated according to the information in today's show. And also if you need help, reach out to us, info at 12shapes.com. We do family constellation uh, sessions where we come and teach you about how to motivate everyone in your life. So come and spend two hours with me. We can do it via Zoom or in person. It will change your family. Thanks for being with me. I'm Nicole Cunningham and you've been with us on Relationship Radio. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but will join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again 
next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.